Live with CDP, a weekly sports and entertainment podcast, live on YouTube, Facebook Live, Twitter, and on audio via Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, and Anchor FM. Now here's your host, Chris Palme. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Live with CDP podcast on this Friday, August 5th, 2022. And guess what? I'm not wearing a hat today uh, just for uh, for the first time on my podcast show. No hat, uh, hatless Friday. People don't recognize me without my hat. Anyways, guys, I'm looking forward to my podcast today. Uh, this is season four, episode 18, and my 183rd uh, podcast show since March 2020. And I'm looking forward to my guest today. I hope I pronounced her name right. Lindsay Harley Cadets. She's a team health and brand performance consultant, and she's also a podcast host of Businesses Are People, too, out in the uh, Calgary, Alberta uh, area as well. So I'm, I'm looking forward to speaking to Lindsay today about her career changes and having her own businesses and uh, being a podcast host like myself. So uh, just bear with me, guys, and I'll bring Lindsay on. Hi, Lindsay. How you doing? I'm good, Chris. How are you? Not too bad. It's been a busy Friday for me so far. Excellent. Excellent. Love it. So we're here today. Yes. How's your day been going? Can't complain. I mean, it's the heat wave finally broke. So like any good Canadian, I'm thrilled that we've got a little bit cooler temperatures here. I'm jealous because right now it's uh, 29 Celsius. And then with the humidity, it feels like about 35 here. So about 100 right now. Oh, oh, my friend, I feel for you. Yes, definitely. I'm not a fan of of, uh, humidity anymore. (laughs) <laughs> fair 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 so i would say i say a perfect ideal temperature is about 24 25 celsius with a slight breeze yes absolutely so <laughs> just a cra- just a crazy uh, uh morning for me i did have a job interview today it went well um even though i was late and my uh onstar gps took me somewhere else uh they were pretty cool with me being a few minutes late and um it was it went well and well fingers crossed uh it went well we'll see what happens there but i got to meet a a couple of new people and they were really nice yay that's always good always good Yes, but this is just another lesson as well. Don't get me wrong, I'm a fan of OnStar and technology, but it's not always accurate. Sometimes they do make mistakes. Oh, yeah, no, I'm a big fan of pulling out the paper map, drawing my route, and then uh, writing direction. Uh, Yeah, I I rely on the old-fashioned method. Uh, I should do that too. Um, OnStar, for the most part, has been pretty good, but... uh, sometimes yeah it doesn't always get you where you need to go but like i said i i survived that so hey i was gonna say thank you so much for coming on today thank you for asking thank you for having me and um thank you to your to your listeners for listening let's, yes and i you go my oh, friend. i was and i was gonna say and i listened to a little bit of your last podcast from uh uh july 29th how often do you do a podcast show then on your uh, uh, business sorry yeah, no, uh, typically with businesses or people too, a podcast, because that is how you have to say it. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I do typically 13 episodes per season, and I have one more episode in season four. 
So, uh, yeah, so just a few. Uh, and they're good. They're fun. I bring, I've ha- very much like you, I've brought on some amazing guests and have learned so much from the people I've had the, the honor of interviewing. And yeah, it's, it's fun. And exactly, it's getting to know people's stories, their journey, and what what are some little wee takeaways that they can have. And I put your podcast down here on uh, my little ticker here. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate that, Chris. Have you used StreamYard at all, or do you use Zoom no- normally? Yeah, no, I record on Zoom, uh, and then I'm just an audio podcast, though. Uh, so then take the audio recording and upload it to Anchor do my little editing and stitching it together and then launch it live on anchor very much like you. I should learn how to do some editing as well. And what I do after this podcast is uh, I download the audio to anchor, like you said, and then um, it's on live too. I like a combination of uh, live and on audio video and audio. So it's kind of a good combination, but, but some people were more comfortable uh, doing it audio. And I even have guests that prefer to come on audio instead of camera. And I'm like, no problem. Yeah. No, uh, for me, I, I personally started getting into podcasts when I took up running again, because um, I cannot run the music. It, it, it messes with my rhythm. But podcasts were amazing to help me get into my own running routine and keep me focused on going forward rather than on my breath, um, because that just got a little tiring to listen to. And so for me, it's the audio piece that I love. And but I do like to have the face to face-to-face conversation um as it just adds a little something in the actual conversation for the podcast i find yeah absolutely and everybody's got their own uh style too as well so yeah i was gonna say um which who are some of your big name guests you've had on so far oh um i've had a few i think what oh, one of my all-time favorite for me um is oscar tromboli he is the host of the deep listening podcast uh and he's uh down in australia and his whole um concept around what is deep listening how we have to listen uh and why it's so important just it changed my entire understanding of what listening is how we can start to listen to others without judging others how we can be more compassionate in listening. And um, I reached out to him last uh, December, really just saying, thank you for your podcast. It's changed my life. It's changed my whole understanding around this whole concept of listening, because as you know, here in Canada, we have this whole let's talk day, which I think to me is it has done a lot of good in raising awareness around mental health and mental health stigma specifically mental illness stigma. Um, however, for me, there was a piece that was that's missing in that whole campaign is that listening aspect, because if someone talks and someone is not ready to listen, the listener can inadvertently do a lot of harm to an individual who is speaking, who is desperate to share their story. People want to talk, but we are just not trained to listen. And so when I came across Oscar Trimboli's podcast, it really explained the, the science almost behind how we listen and, um, and full credit goes to him. And it was this concept of we speak at 125 words a minute, yet 
we can only listen. Uh, we only, so we speak at 125 words a minute, yet we listen at 400 words a minute. So somewhere in our mind, we're filling in all those extra words that someone is not saying. And then there's another layer to that in that we speak at 125 words a minute, yet we think at 900 words a minute. So typically the first thing we say is not the, what we really mean. It's just the first words that get out. And so when we start to understand the science, the, as he says, the math behind listening, we can really start to lean into our curiosity of why listen, how do we listen, how can we simply hold space for someone to almost sort through their own thoughts via their words um, without taking judgment on, without putting judgment on the person. So I, I'd have to say that to me is one of my all time absolute favorite episodes. There's nothing like interviewing your mentor. Uh, and to me, that was just, you absolutely should meet your mentors. You should meet your heroes. Maybe not always, but in this case, because once I reached out to him, he reached back and just made the offer. Would you like to be on my pod? Uh, would, would you like me to be on your podcast? Of which I peed my pants a little bit. And then I responded and said, absolutely, let's make it happen. And we did. So, yeah. Great stuff. And I was going to say, maybe Bell shouldn't call it Let's Talk Listen Day. Because you made really good points about that as well. Everybody can talk, but listening skills is just as important as being able to talk. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and like I said, um, I think that they've done a good job in starting to raise the awareness. However, if we're calling people to talk, we need to call people to listen and listen without judgment. And that's a huge part of my purpose. That's a huge part of my story. And um yeah, I think that's why that specific episode on businesses or people do a podcast podcast is is so huge for me. It's just that it goes to the core of why I'm here and what I'm here to do. Yeah. And I was going to say, and uh, when I first started my podcast, I wasn't very good. I couldn't get guests on. And then I kept working and improving. And then uh, eventually I got a couple of my uh uh, kind of broadcasting heralds come on in um, Jerry Howarth, who the uh, Blue Jays re, uh, Blue Jays announcer for 36 years, retired. I thought I'd have no chance in hell of getting him on my show. And he came on and spoke to me for an hour and, and really liked my work. And then I had uh, John Murphy, the voice of the Bills on, and I've had a whole bunch. And it's just amazing. Uh, one comes on, another comes on. And I guess people, the word of mouth spreads and they see your uh, – work on YouTube and social media. And uh, it's just amazing to be able to, to talk to people that I've kind of idolized as broadcasters and, and sports figures. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, you hit a really interesting point too, is that people want to share their stories. Stories are huge. And so when they're invited to share their stories, some, a, a lot of people do jump at that opportunity because Stories are what will change this world. Stories are what bring people together. Stories just get people excited, right? Regardless of what industry, regardless of who they are, regardless of what level they're at in their own business or career is the opportunity to connect via stories. It's so fun. It's so fun. 
And you know what? I was bringing this up with uh, Joe Whitbread, who I had on last week from the uh, Sylvan Lake Gulls. I, I brought this up with you. And he was saying everybody's got the stigma that social media and all this technology are all negative. But he goes, people need to look at the positive side of it as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I completely agree. My husband and I were actually having this conversation this morning as well of, you know, it, it's there's so much negativity that is put out there because that's what sells. That's what brings in the clicks and all of that. However, it's the when we purposely look for the good, when we purposely look for the connections, when we purposely look for those pockets of people who are wanting to spread positivity in a realistic way that's so cool because then you get to hear about all these different things across the globe that are happening and and I and you and I chatted about this uh last week I believe when you know what did COVID do well yes we're not at all minimizing the 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 horrific impact that it has had however plain and simple it's one reason why you and I connected because the individual that connected you and I met via social uh, online an online community that would never have been formed had COVID not happened and and technology has had this amazing way of of connecting people with their people right across the globe and even this morning I ended up I got up early and I was able to have a conversation with a friend of mine whom I've never met in person but we connected again online during the pandemic and we just have this beautiful conversation because they're your people. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And 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 I wouldn't have met Daniel if I didn't do uh, uh, Rogers TV work as a camera operator. So mm-hmm. this podcast and doing volunteer work has changed my life with uh, making contacts and also a lot of new friendships off of here as well. Yeah, Chris, I, I I've loved. Um, you know, you and I have only known each other for a short time. And I have loved, you know, in this short time, getting to watch the work that you do, how you connect and just the joy and your willingness to put yourself out there and just try. And it's one of the most inspiring, beautiful human things. And I think that's absolutely to be commended. And yeah, you're, you're awesome. You're awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. I did get I did get rejected yesterday uh, by a radio station again. And for a few hours yesterday, I was kind of disappointed. But you know what? Things happen for a reason. And you know what? Being rejected or a failure is not really a bad thing. It's a learning tool. And and the thing is, I'm going to keep I'm not going to give up my uh, goal of getting into radio. And you know what? I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And hopefully one day I will get my opportunity. Maybe I'm just it's not my time yet. This this recurring theme of it's not time yet has come up so much this past week. And what I also love that you said is that, you know, yeah, you're disappointed. Why? Because you're a gosh darn human and humans have emotions. And so when we want something and we don't get it, we're allowed to be disappointed. What you have just beautifully demonstrated, though, is this ability to, okay, well, that sucked because sucky stuff still sucks period. Let's not try and wash over that. But we don't have to stay in the suck. And so you've just said, like, it might not be my time yet. You still have this goal. You're obviously really good at what you're doing. Because look at all the episodes you've done. 
look at all the amazing guests you've had worldwide and it will come absolutely and it will be the opportunity that you absolutely deserve and are ready for well thank you so much and i'm i'm very appreciative of the opportunity and a, a podcast to me is only as good as its guests and i just try to be myself and explain to people what I'm trying to do. And sometimes, hey, I've got guests that uh, say thank you, but no thanks for whatever reason. I don't take it personally. I just tell them thank you so much for letting me know. And if you ever are interested in coming on in the future to get back to me, I don't, I'm trying to learn to not take things personally. I did in the past, and that's mm -hmm. something I'm working on becoming a better person than I was even one year or two years ago. Yeah, it's and it's the whole concept of, just be 1% better each day. Just be one little tiny, teeny, 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 tiny percent better each day. That's all we can do. And it's not 1% better than someone else. It's 1% better than previous you. And you're not who you were yesterday because of the lessons that you took from yesterday around bringing them forward. I think it's fascinating what happens when we start to look at ourselves that way of how can I do better but make it less scary because when we think, oh, I have to do this and this and this and this and this to be a better person, it's no, you don't have to do that already. You just bring it right back here. And if I am just one wee little bit better now, then we just have all these little wins. And at some point we can look behind us and go, holy smokes, look at how much I've grown. And I know I said, I'm not sure about you, but I know like I listened to my first episode. I try not to actually listen to my first episode of my podcast. <laughs> I'm like, oh, baby Lindsay, you had so far to go, <laughs> right? And, and now there's almost this, okay, I know what I'm doing. There's this comfort. I can speak slower and breathe because it doesn't have to be perfect because no one's perfect. And the imperfections are what humanize us and that's, that's awesome yeah that's absolutely true and uh like you said at first when i started i wasn't very good but i just kept working at it i never gave up i kept working at it and then the one day i got this uh christine barger uh ventriloquist and actress from la to come on she had enough faith in me and it was on instagram live it was kind of a basic one and uh, I survived it. And then I ended up doing another one and doing another one. And uh, I've been very fortunate. And I was going to ask you for your podcast. Do you have somebody helping you get the guests or do you do your own book guessing, guest booking? Yeah, I do it myself. Um, how I started was, um, so I've been in business for myself since 2011 and have built a lot of relationships with business owners and, such and because my my podcast is about this concept of businesses being a person and so how then do we look at a business when we look at it as, as a entity rather than a corporation and so it came down to well I'm just going to start interviewing people I know because I mean I'm so again very fortunate in my own career to have met some truly amazing people to have interviewed some amazing humans who've done amazing things and so I just reached out to them and for whatever reason they said yes um, and from there I've had a number of referrals reach out to me 
um, connected with me as, oh, you should talk to this person, you should talk to this person. Um, and I've had a conversation, loved what they were saying, wanted them on the podcast, and they agreed. And the I've had a couple actually reach out to me. So um, Masami Sato of um, uh, B1G1, uh, she's out in Singapore and she had her team reach out to me to be on the episode and talk about business as a person via what they're doing and they're this whole concept of um, helping large corporations give back to the community and so what does that look like and that was also another fascinating conversation um, with this individual who she's an author a TED speaker has this amazing story of how she grew up, traveled the world, knew she wanted to do good. And so she started a company for doing good. And that's so cool. It, yeah, it's so cool. And I mean, yeah, I book my I book my guests, I interview them, I create the questions based on our conversation and tie it all together with that overall theme of well, how do we talk about this? within the business if the business is a person how does this change how a business can thrive what does that look like how do we um look at it as a team as a neural circuit how do we see how everything integrates together so everyone within a business understands how they're connected and that really became about this concept of that that people when i talk to them seem to want to be a part of because it's this deeper understanding of bringing our humans back into the business which for so long humans have just been butts in seats or numbers and just because of my own experience in working within the corporate world um, I had an exception of a leader when um, as you know I myself have gone through this journey of depression anxiety uh, eating disorder and that all came to a head when I worked at corporate downtown Calgary and my leader saw me and she encouraged me and held me and held me accountable in choosing my life and choosing to support getting the help my, of my life. And that entire experience really helped me see that that is not the norm. And it wasn't the norm back in 2011. And today it's still not the norm. And so for me, it's really, I'm, I'm passionate about helping leaders support their people without having to be mental health professionals because they're not. But how do we create these businesses and these environments where we can support people because businesses are people. And without people, we don't have business. You just have a thing. And that thing doesn't do anything. But you need people to run it, to evolve it, to sell it, to connect, to have relationships. So for me, it's I am I want to create these exceptional experiences within these businesses because leaders want to be there for their people in whatever manner that looks like. That's me. <laughs> I was gonna say, and I kind of came from the corporate world too. Mm -hmm. Um and basically yeah what you said there is exactly true and, and you're never going to find a perfect job or a perfect company mm -hmm. but you want to try to make it all starts from the top to your uh, to the bottom everybody should 
being equal. And and when I was at my other job, I treated the CEO the same as I would as a dishwasher or anybody else. And and to me, it all starts with management and how you treat your employees. Because if if you keep your employees happy and engaged, they'll do a better job and it'll make it a better environment and better for your customers as well. Mm-hmm. Well, and and keeping your employees engaged means knowing how to engage your people because employees is just a, a faceless group of people. But when you look at the teams and go down to the person, well, that person has very specific and unique views and perspective in the world. So how are you going to motivate them to be engaged, which will be very different from other people on the team. And so it really comes down to looking at a business as macro and then coming down to these micro views and then taking those micro views so that everybody can see how they have an impact on the macro. So the, the dishwasher individual absolutely has a very key role, an important role within the team that they're on. And that team plays a very key role within the bigger business. And so it's really seeing how layered companies are. And if you take one person away, well, then this piece of that business person is gone. And how will you fill that? How will you reinforce behaviors then that need to be replaced? How will you make sure that these specific things can get done? Um, yeah, it's fascinating. I love business. Okay. <laughs> I, I love people say, in business. Yes. And, and, and to me, your employees are the backbone of your company. Mm-hmm. Because to me, if your employers are happy and engaged, they will make your business stronger and keep your customers happy as well. So yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. And they will be your biggest advocates out in the public eye. And do you want your employees laughing at you and talking badly about you behind your back? Or do you want them speaking highly about how supportive you are, how you encourage them to grow, how they feel safe to show up in business as they are? Because we are human, we are who we are 24 seven. And so to ask people to shut these pieces of ourselves off kind of doesn't work. So how do you bring your people in? And one other thing I was going to say too, word of mouth can really uh, make or hurt a a business. And also the internet now with Google reviews and Mm -hmm. all these job situations, people can put their two cents on there as well. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, there's always two different sides to us. Well, there's one side, there's the other side, then there's the truth. So it's really being able to understand, well, what is the truth? How close are the stories aligned so that we can really understand what this truth is? And the closer these stories are, the more we get to really understand the who. And the who is what then attracts and 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 so far with doing my podcast and media work as much as i love doing it if i had so many negative responses or attitudes towards me i don't know if i can continue to to keep doing this if it was a negative experience absolutely i mean absolutely i mean i i, I fully i'm i'm fully aware that people said yes to coming on to the podcast not because they felt pity but because they enjoyed having conversation with me Um, because that's what it is, right? We're having a conversation. And if we can't create conversations and spaces that people want to be a part of it, 
will not thrive. So that's a huge kudos to you as well, is you stuck with this goal. Then you had this beautiful human take, take a chance, as you said. And from that, it just kept growing and growing and growing because of the experiences that you were creating for your guests on your show to allow them to share their stories, who they are, and make them comfortable doing so. That's a gift. Thank you. And it's called building a rapport too with your guests because they've had some where they they came on and they were kind of like, and then after five, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, I just start talking to them in a relaxed manner. And then mm-hmm. there's one subject with every guest I, I bring up with the guest and, and they can go on for 20, 30 minutes on that subject as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So gosh darn true. And um, I had a colleague reach out to me last week as she herself is starting a podcast. And she asked, you know, well, what do you do if a guest doesn't really want to talk? I'm like, well, I don't think that's the case. It's just a matter of how do you make them more comfortable to talk? How do Absolutely. you make them, how do you encourage them to open up? And it's about those questions. And you nailed it with what topic will light them up so they almost can't shut up. Right. Which is awesome because it, like I have a client of mine and um, she is an owner of a cleaning company and I interview her every month. And she says to me, Lindsay, I love talking to you because I get to talk about my passion for cleaning. And you wouldn't think it's a fascinating topic to learn about or to interview on every month. I love it because she's so gosh darn passionate about what she's talking about. Not to mention, I've learned a lot about how to clean my own house. But um, it's just people get so passionate about specific topics for them. So lead them down that pathway. And that's absolutely how the uh, all that secret sauce to building rapport. Yeah, and also to trying to be prepared for my podcast and to do a little research on my guests, try to find out stuff about them. And now if I'm not sure about a guest, what I'll do is I'll email them, message them and just confirm or whatever, because I don't want to come on here and have misinformation. So um, that's one of the things I've been working on as well. Yeah, I think that's huge too, is you're absolutely right. Is there's a, there's a, a nice nuance to having you know, natural conversations in podcasts, but that only happens when we do our own work behind the scenes. And so you taking the time to go and understand, well, who is this person? What do I know about them? Uh, So that I can just have a guiding question to them talk about this piece. It shows you're interested in who they are. And it's not about the podcast at that point. It's about the person. And that's absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Eric Smith of the Toronto Raptors. Uh, when I first came on, he came on a year and a half ago and I wrote stuff down and I, and I had everything. It's okay to do that. But he was telling me to make my podcast better in the future, to have a natural conversation, talk to your guests, do your homework, be prepared, but to talk to your guests like you're at an arena, movie theater, restaurant, or you're just outside um, at a, a beach or an island or whatever and sitting at a table and stuff natural conversation makes for better podcasts as well totally agree absolutely it's be prepared have questions but also be adaptable and flexible for where the conversation takes you and that's half the fun and like i've had questions that i've sent to guests and we've got on the call and 
out the door those questions go because the conversation just naturally flowed into a whole other arena and that's so fun because you just don't even know what's coming and absolutely so fun yeah, and, and my podcast is live with CDP Sports and Entertainment Podcast, but I also I'm trying to branch out a little bit too, and having guests like yourself. And then I had a a gentleman named Miles yesterday on, who's a, a basketball player, but he's a full time firefighter. And in and in June, I uh, had a referee during a game have a heart attack and drop dead, and he saved him with CPR. I saw you right. Yes, I read your post on that. My jaw was dropped as I was reading that. Yep. That is phenomenal. Yes, that and such and, a cool story. Yeah, so he was great to come on my podcast, and he's going to be on CBS News on Sunday. And and I said, as much as I love sports, Miles, I brought you on because I wanted you to be able to share your story with my audience in Canada because it just shows you it doesn't matter if you're a firefighter, a cop, paramedic. Having first aid CPR, you never know when you can use it. And he had a great story to share. Well, and I think that also highlights that we're not just one thing in life. Is So he's a basketball player. Okay. But he's also, like, we are such dimensional individuals. And when we get to highlight the different dimensions of ourselves, and particularly, I would imagine, for, for sport, sports, um, sports players <laughs> sorry um is that you're not just this one person you're not just a basketball player you're not just a hockey player you're not just a football player you are a full person with all these different avenues of personality and interests and likes it just happens that this is your job this is what you're doing for your career that you love but it's not your full ide- identity because we are such complex characters that our identity is very rarely one thing. And so it's how do we build out our entire identity? And I think that's a huge piece of what like, my own journey is, is what is, what are the different facets of my identity? And, you know, you, I just turned 40, you just turned 50. And I hope that's okay. I said that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um Oh, not to say anything that I'm not allowed. Um, but you've beautifully been so open with me about these different avenues of your whole self that you're identifying and the passions you're going after. And, you know, right from when you came out of school and how you've started to really find these different pieces of yourself. And I think it's really cool. I, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I also know, too, what it's like to be in the corporate world where I stayed for a company. I'm not saying nothing negative about my former company, but um, I stayed in a job and a career uh, for the money. And the last few years, I wasn't as happy. Mm-hmm. And um, it was time for me to move on. And uh, I, I'm taking some of the positive experiences out of that into my new career. So that's how I'm looking at it. And I, for many years, I, I was negative and stuff like that. But uh, the last couple of years, this podcast and doing TV work with Rogers and my media freelance work, I've yeah. completely changed as a person. And I feel like I'm more of a happier person and have a, a better attitude than I did years ago. I'm curious, how did you start to identify that you didn't want to be this more negative individual and that you Um, knew there was more to you and that you would go after it? I guess when I volunteered, uh, I did volunteer work 
way before uh, this uh, basketball team called the Guelph Nighthawks. And uh, when I was volunteering with them, because I love sports, I love basketball, mm -hmm. they needed me to do some camera work. And I volunteered, but I never had done it in my life. They showed me what I had to do. And after the game, they actually paid me 50 bucks for doing half a game. And then they, uh, the one guy, Steve, who I befriended there, referred me to Rogers TV and they gave me an opportunity to do camera work. Of course, I was scared, nervous, didn't think I was going to make it. And all of a sudden, I kept going back there doing more. The, the producer was very positive and patient with me. Mm -hmm. And it was completely different than being in a negative and toxic environment. It was just a, a good environment to learn. And mm -hmm. that led me to doing my podcast. So doing stuff and trying new things, I actually liked. And then it led to doing camera work and it led to my podcast. Mm. I love that. And the fact that you, you were willing to continue to grow, even though you're like, it was hard but you had someone who was patient with you. There's this beautiful environment to learn. I mean, that's all we can ever ask for is you, you want to try something. Okay, great. Of course, you're not going to be good at it the first time around. It takes time. No one is, right? Yeah. Even, even the greats, they're not perfect the first time around. It takes dedication. It takes getting up so many times. And failing so many times to take all those beautiful, juicy lessons away and keep going. And I, I think that, yeah, you're an excellent uh, demonstration of that. You're an excellent example of that. <laughs> yeah. And there's still things about the camera business uh, I need to learn. And I'll, I'll admit this wrapping cable. That's one of the things. Uh, after a TV production for Rogers, they got to wrap cable, cable, and it has to be a certain way. And I'm not very good at it. And that's one thing I need to, I want to, and improve on as well. Well, there you go. Yep. Next thing to work on. And the thing with that is there's, what I like about all this is there's something new I learn every day from my doing my podcast shows uh, with uh, my volunteer work and media freelance work. And when people teach me stuff, then I learn and then I'm going to actually pay it forward to somebody else in the future as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think that's a huge piece, too, is when we go back to the beginning of where we were, because they often uh, mentor young writers, young branding strategists as well. And it's to be able to go back to where we were, uh, where I was at the beginning and really understand and get into their mindset. They have so much to teach me too. And so it's, okay, what can I learn from this individual as I'm going back to the basics for myself to teach them? And it's this beautiful symbiosis, uh, symbiosis of teaching from fresh eyes and the experienced eyes, right? And so it's this, awesome opportunity and I don't think that you know really any teacher per se should be I know everything listen to me because that that doesn't allow for the questions to come and the perspectives and the new ways to do things and I, that's awesome that you want to now pay it forward because of the opportunities you've been given to learn yeah and uh, mistakes happen too. Sometimes I make mistakes on podcasts or yeah. camera work and stuff like that. But when somebody talks to you, it's how they communicate with you and explain to you what, what happened. You, you, you want to do a better job the next time. And that's the only way you learn and grow. 
is yeah. when somebody knows how to communicate with you and let you know for the next time and stuff. Yeah. And I, and you, yeah, I'm, Chris, basically you're just right. Um, so not always, not always. You're like, yeah, I am. No, but it's, it's how people speak to us when we mess up, because I think there absolutely should be an expectation of somebody will mess up at some point. Now we have that opportunity to either discourage them by speaking down to them and, oh, you messed up. You shouldn't have, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have. It's, oh, well, okay. You messed up. Well, you're human. Where do you think you went wrong? What do you think you will do differently next time? Here's where I went wrong before and share our own experience of where we messed up because we've all messed up at some point or another. And to forget that um, we're doing a disservice to those who are coming behind us. Um, and, and I think when we can remember that, oh yeah, we're infallible. I mean, yeah, we're not, mm, mm, we screw up. Let's just go with there. It's Friday, my friends, <laughs> right? We screw up and Everybody we will always does. screw up. So. Everybody makes mistakes. Yeah. And the big yeah. thing is, it's somebody, it's, you learn from your mistakes mm -hmm. and you grow as a person from it. Yeah. And you just don't want to put fear in someone's heart um, or mind when they screw up to keep them from ever trying again or from being so scared of failing that they then just stop trying. And I think that's the ultimate failure is making someone so frightened of failing that they now won't even try because at least, you know, when we fail, we know we've tried. And then Absolutely. we know we can try again. So if we can speak to people in ways that make it okay to fail, get up and keep going, that's, a, that's huge. Okay. Huge. I was going to say, are you okay for a few more questions? Absolutely. Okay, this one I had to ask you. I, I could talk to you probably for four or five hours, but unfortunately, um, you probably got other um, uh, errands to do tonight. And I also got to get my car tonight at five. But this one I wanted to ask you, uh, Lindsay, when did you decide to make a career change and start up your own businesses? And how much of, how much of a challenge was it when you first started up your own businesses? Um, so... I did not ever think that I would own my own business. I did not think that at all. I thought that my life was to be in the corporate world, to climb the corporate ladder, and then that would be my career. Because that was what was modeled for me. Um, so that's how I ended up in corporate Calgary was I was in a, a large um, accounting firm in the marketing department, had the clothes, had the shoes, um, had what was really the career trajectory that I thought I wanted. However, I was, I was harming myself, uh, with this, uh, purging disorder that I had had for a decade. Um, purging is a, is a sub, is a very small subset of bulimia where you just purge everything that you eat, um, rather than binging and then purging. <laughs> FYI little eating disorder, FYI for everyone. Um, and I was severely depressed. I had anxiety. Um, and that was when I had my leader support me and say, Lindsay, you're not coming in, but you're not sitting at home 
you need to go to the doctor and then call me after. And I was held accountable to getting help. And just because of who I am, I at that time was fearful then of losing my job because I didn't want to screw up. In that process, though, I was able to start doing my own inner work and discovered values um, on a deeper level than here's some fluffy statements and realized that the corporate world was really never for me. I wasn't supposed to be in it. That polyester suit was never supposed to be mine. I am naturally quirky. Oh, shoot. Well, what am I going to do now? Well, fortunately, within my role, I had things that I loved doing, which was the writing and the editing. And my team members would always bring everything to me to edit. And because of the volunteering I had done and all of the writing, I knew that a lot of the branding agencies, advertising, marketing, they don't often have a writer on staff. So if a, if a company is needing, for instance, I was in a company prior to that where we needed our website redone, but I had to do all the content because they didn't have a writer on their team. So they either rely on their clients or they um, bring in a, a, a consulting copywriter to do the content, which is then an additional cost. So I knew that, well, if someone doesn't have a strong writer an online writer, because how we read online is very different than how we read in print, then the website will probably not do well, simply because you can have a beautiful website. But if the content sucks, people are going to click off very quickly, because it doesn't make sense. So really, that was the start of it was I didn't decide I just knew I couldn't go back into corporate for my own mental health, and my own journey. Um, so I just said, well, I guess I'll start a copywriting business now. And that was that. And my first client actually, <laughs> he and I met in a coffee shop. I had been going to a coffee shop every day when I was on leave and he was there, uh, working away and we just got into conversation. He said, Oh, what do you do? And then just this thing, I was like, Oh, I'm a copywriter. He had his website that he needed done for writing. Okay. And it just kind of spiraled from that where I started to take and get new clients and reach out to the companies, the marketing companies that I had connected with previously, um, saying, hey, this is where I'm at now, this is what I'm doing. And that from there, my client base started to grow. Um, from that, though, it really, I, I'm a good writer. I'll say that I am a good writer. Yet, I ask a lot of good questions, particularly that, well, why are we even writing this? which would then blow up gaps in my client's business. Not great for me, good for them, because now they could identify where in their business they had a huge gap and misalignment in who they were. Um, and that's what then led me into branding and the brand strategy of, well, who is this business? Who is this company? Why are we doing these things? And it then took me again down further into that path of values because so many companies have these value statements that are so generic, that are so fluffy, that are just plastered on the wall and no one understands well, what the heck does that even mean? And so I started to ask my clients when they gave me these generic values, I was like, well, what does that mean? What does that mean in expression? How does that look like? Can you tell me a story from your business as to what this actually means? And that really 
turned my whole, my whole understanding of values even deeper into, they're not fluffy statements, but they are the aligned beliefs upon which we take action. And it was that action piece that really started to take hold. And through that, um, I was able to start to understand, okay, so this actually changes workplace cultures. When people understand what values are in alignment and how then can we bring people into these values rather than having the C-suite come up with them and say, these are our values now, you better live by them. It's how do we, yes, absolutely C-suite leaders, business owners, they do start to define these values. But then you have to bring in the rest of your people to understand, number one, what are values? Because most of us are not educated on what values are. We don't even know what ours are. So how in the world can we actually start to live in alignment with our company's values if we don't even know what ours are? Um, and that is really when I got my neural change certification to help understand, well, how do we start to do this? How do we start to really gain traction in action? And that goes back to working with people's understanding of what are values? What are the beliefs that are guiding them? Oops. My phone went off. Oops, sorry. Uh, should I have no, I thought we were having a dance break, which is <laughs> always good. I use a, I use a, I use a Magnum PI ringtone. It's funny. I was telling the uh, the person at my job interview this today quickly that uh, for ten hours I have my phone on, nobody calls me, but then when I'm doing something, somebody phones. Murphy's Law, live by it. I always Definitely. live by Murphy's Law. Definitely. So, yeah. yeah. Are you are you okay for two more questions, and then I'm gonna have Absolutely. to. I, uh, I'm, I'm hoping maybe in the future I can have you back for part two because I, I, I really had more questions I wanted to ask you, but unfortunately I'm kind of pressed for time tonight. Hey, you so. got to go get your car, my friend. Absolutely. I understand. Yes. Okay. Not to know. It's like, I love talking to you and uh, you sharing stuff with stories with you and uh, why you changed careers and, and, and what led you to it. And that's great stuff. And, and I really appreciate it. This one I wanted to ask you. Um, what, what do you enjoy the most about starting up your own businesses? And what were some of the hardest aspects when you were getting into it? Um, it's almost the same thing. So I hate sales. I'll say that. I still to this day often have a, a, a I struggle with making the ask. Um, however, when it was explained to me or when I, and I started to understand more that sales is just about having conversations and building relationships. And if it's the right company, the right individual, then the sale will happen, but don't ever put that first. And so that really changed my understanding. And the most, uh, like what I loved about it, what I thought I would love about it is like, but, ooh, I'm writing. I'm so focused. Oh, this is fun. I get to sit in coffee shops, but that's not it. It's the conversations, the getting to chat with people and learn their stories and, you know, even asking questions of people and then them starting to recognize their own awesome, their own uniqueness. And you see these light bulbs go off in them of, oh, that's, I guess that is pretty cool about me. And almost being able to hold up this mirror of see how awesome you are see how amazing you are as a human and then you get to be a part of that conversation and help people have these realizations that oh yeah I am pretty cool yeah 
like, I love it. And then, and then you get to, you know, and we talked about this too earlier with social media and all that has this negative thing, but you then get to go and see all the really cool things that are really happening in this world that are not highlighted in the news that are not highlighted with clickable titles, but you get to see it. And I'm here in Alberta and we have this reputation of, you know, destroying the environment because of oil and gas, oil and gas. Well, no, I've had such amazing conversations with owners of, of companies within the oil and gas industry who are so dedicated to making environmental change and how do they do that in as best manner. And they're the ones who are leading governing policies and pushing the government to do better. And it's, fascinating to see what drives them and why and how they spotted these gaps and saw that something was wrong and they wanted to do good so they are and I think that's it's, it's amazing to be able to then just surround yourself with people who want to do good who are doing good and who will continue to make change um and that's so cool that's so cool and I was going to say, um, when I have you on for part two of this podcast, I would like to get into about the province of Alberta, because I've only been to Ontario, and I've been to 13 states, and I think in the next couple of years, I would like to come out to Western Canada and, and stuff like that, and Alberta and stuff like that. I, absolutely. I mean, we live in a fascinating country, and it is beautiful, um, coast to coast, north to south, we need to learn where we live, the land that we're on. And it's so diverse and it's so varied and every single province has its own story that we have to start to understand as Canadians ourselves because that's a part of our history. And yeah, that was one of my funnest things was driving across the country with my mom and beautiful cool. just beautiful cool. yeah that's cool so hey i was gonna ask you Lindsay, before i let you go yeah. um where can my audience find you and follow you on social media and your websites as well yeah so i'm on instagram as quirky Lindsay harrell and uh i'm on linkedin as well as Lindsay harrell cadets uh and then my website uh, is the quirkylindsayharl.com and podcast is businesses are people too, which can be found on Anchor, Spotify, uh, Apple as well. And that's me. Yeah. Where okay. You? All right. Well, I was going to say, uh, I definitely would like to have you come back and do part two of this podcast and maybe talk a little bit more of your businesses and also about Alberta and, and parts of it as well. Yeah, I'd love to. I could talk about the Rockies all day, my friend. All day. Well, definitely. And uh, I was going to say thank you so much for coming on Live with CDP podcast season four, episode 18 today. And thank you for coming in on coming on 20 minutes earlier as well. Because the one thing I've learned about doing the podcast, and it goes both ways, is to be flexible with your guests and everything. And even with camera work and anything in, in, a, in a career, the key word is you got to be flexible for mm -hmm. everybody. Uh, yeah, period. And I mean, I appreciate you so much for asking to have me on. And um, I hope I've, 
I hope I've added a little bit of something, something for your listeners. So yeah, thank you. yes, you're welcome. And you have, and definitely, like I said, I'd like to have you on. Uh, and again, maybe in a couple of weeks for part two, and yeah. we'll get into more about your uh, curve changes and, and your other businesses and just talk about a little bit about Alberta and, and, and Calgary and stuff like that. Like uh, tra- kind of like a province podcast. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Sounds good. Yes. Definitely. So I was going to say, I hope you have a great evening and weekend and uh, give me a couple hours tonight and I will download this onto uh, Anchor FM and it'll be on all the uh, podcast on the pad- podcast and also it'll be on my YouTube channel as well. I'm also looking for new subscribers to my YouTube channel as well. Perfect. Well, then send that through to me and I'll be sure to uh, share it out. Share Def- it out. Definitely. And I'm hoping to have my new vehicle by October. I bought a Chevy Trailblazer. Ah, awesome. Trailblazers are phenomenal. Actually, here's a picture of it. She's a pretty one. Yeah. Do you know what you're going to name her? I don't know yet, but it's got a sunroof. Oh, sunroofs are the best. Sorry, I'm geeking out now. (laughs) Like, sunroofs are phenomenal. Yes, uh, as long as they're not done by somebody's some geniuses who are doing it if it's done by uh, the uh, dealership the factory then that's fine but i i've had ones where somebody tried to do it themselves and i had nothing but issues with leaks in my car oh dear yes yeah well let's not have that be the case here my friend definitely and uh like i said um i'm looking forward to having you on again for part two and uh, i will definitely send you all the links uh later tonight as well thank you so much chris and um have fun picking up your car and drive safe. Thank you so much. And we'll be in, we'll talk to you soon then. Yay. Sounds good, my friend. Thanks, Lindsay. Have a great night. You too. Take care. Bye. Anyways, guys, I hope you enjoyed my podcast today with uh, Lindsay Hurl uh, Cadets. She's a team health and brand performance consultant and a podcast host of businesses of people too and i'm going to try to have her come back maybe on it in a couple weeks and we'll do part two of this podcast show i feel bad because i I wanted to ask her a few more questions Lindsay, a few more questions tonight about her career change and her new businesses but unfortunately i gotta go and get my uh vehicle that was in for some services as well so we need her vehicles as well so uh again i want to say thank you to Lindsay for coming on and my next live with cdp podcast Season 4, Episode 19 will be Monday, August 8th at 9 o'clock Eastern. My guest is going to be Eric Freeney. He's the uh, public address announcer for the NHL's Detroit Red Wings. So Eric's going to talk about his career as a a public address announcer for the Red Wings. He also did some uh, PA work for the Toledo Mudhands of the uh, AAA International League as well. So if you're a Red Wing fan, hockey fan, uh, tune into my podcast this Monday night, 9 o'clock Eastern with Eric Franny, uh, the public address announcer for the Red Wings. So I'm looking forward to that as well. And uh, anyways, guys, I want to say thank you to everybody watching this podcast live on my YouTube channel, Facebook, Twitter, and later it'll be downloaded to uh, all my audio platforms. Just give me one second. I'll just put it right here. Live with CDP, the audio version will be downloaded to Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, CastBox, and LinkedIn. And also you guys can follow me on TikTok at live with CDP on TikTok as well. That's about it, guys. Uh, again, I want to say thank you to uh, Lindsay Hurl uh, Cadets 
uh, for coming on today and speaking about her uh, um, uh, her career change and being a part of the Team Health brand performance consultant and, and her uh, podcast show, Businesses Are People Too. I'll just put that on here before I wrap up my podcast right here. You can check out her website, uh, therightherl.com slash about. And you can also check out her website, CorkyLindsayHurl.com. And you can also check out her um, podcast on Anchor FM slash Businesses Are People Too. So Anchor.fm, Businesses Are People Too. So, all right. Uh, that's about it, guys. Uh, again, I want to say thank you so much to Lindsay Hurl Cadets for coming on. And we'll see you guys this Monday night. August 8th at 9 o'clock Eastern with Eric Franny, the uh, public address announcer for the Detroit Red Wings at Little Caesars Arena. So I hope everybody has a great Friday night and weekend. And uh, go Argonauts. They're going to beat the Hamilton Tiger Cats 28-25 to on Saturday night at BMO Field. 7 o'clock kickoff on TSN and TSN 1050. So that's going to be a huge game as well. All right, guys, got to get going. I'll see you guys Monday night for the next edition of Live with CDP Podcast at 9 o'clock Eastern with Eric Franny from the Red Wings.